This meeting is being recorded. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Adoptees podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Andy. Andy Wallace, welcome to the show, mate. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm Thanks good, for having me. Let's pretend we haven't been speaking for 15 minutes. So, <laughs> uh, we, I reckon we've got uh, five things in common. Uh, number one, obviously, we're both adoptees. Right? Yes. Uh, number two, both our birth names were David. That's right. Yeah, we were. We're both Daves. Yeah, both Daves. Yeah. Do you, do you prefer Dave or David? Dave. Well, I don't prefer him at all, to be fair. But uh, I prefer Andy because that's what I'm okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, probably Dave. I mean, I, think okay. I feel like a Dave. You feel like a Dave. Okay. What about um, you? You're uh, David, aren't you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really giving it much thought. Uh, we've, 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 as of today, we're both podcasters. So, yes. So, listeners, you got to check out Andy's uh, podcast, the uh, Who's Wally podcast. Links in the show notes, obviously. Um, and the fourth thing is a little bit trivial, um, and you can't tell because you're just listening to us. We've both got furry hoodies on today. Yes, we have. We have. Yours is black. Is it black or it's a maroon? Mine's it's white maroon. inside. Mine's was very Christmassy. Yeah, you've got a in white. Fact, I think we've got the colours wrong. You could do with the white on yours. With the red, and then I yeah. could do with the maroon on mine. So there you go. There we go. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, the one one of the things that we haven't got in common um, is that Andy has just finished his book. So it's called uh, it's called Who's Wally. I haven't uh, published a book yet, and maybe I don't know whether I will. I've I've started it. I've got to like ten twelve thousand words, um, but then after that, I've kind of oh i don't like the structure thrown it out put it all back together again um uh started again but yeah about probably i don't know about 18 months or so ago i stopped i stopped writing a, a book but uh just the occasional bit of blog post i guess but not not like you do no I, well mine started as a book because it was m that said um my partner M said that I should write stuff down because I was going through some significant depression and anxiety issues. And I had been for years, but they really showed themselves at the beginning of this year. So trying to sort of find out more about myself and um, trying to get back to me, she sort of suggested I might get something out of writing. So I started to write a book, figuring that let's put it into some structure and it would give me some focus. But I very quickly got to the point where I'd sort of run out of things to say. I was like, well, this, there's plenty more in here, so how am I going to get it out? So I then decided to do a blog. And the blog really was just going to be about, it was going to be for me, a private thing for me, just to put my thoughts down so that I could write in sort of smaller sections and kind of make it more about writing articles about how I felt so that then I could work that into the book. And it would give me a bit, uh, a bit less pressure. To write the book but then of course the more i poured into the blog the more i thought well it seems foolish not to share it with other people because it's helping me to just getting the information out there out of my mind and onto the page if you like then maybe if it helps one other person come to that same same sort of conclusions it's got to be worth sharing so um it was then i decided to start publicizing it really yeah so what what would you say your top learnings have been from writing your book? Uh, um, 
the main thing for me is that I would say I'd take from it is is that uh, there was a lot more of uh, trauma from my adoption in my past that I gave it credit for. I would have said to you last year that my adoption didn't hasn't affected me in the slightest. I've even sat in counselling sessions over the years, and one of the first things I said before we start was, "This is not about being adopted." Before you started me down that road, um, and so I learned a lot more about that. So that, that there is definitely a lot more um, things that are related to the to the trauma of adoption in me in the past. And also, the other key thing I've really took from it is that I, I shouldn't trust that that inner voice all the time. You know, I call him Brian. I shouldn't trust Brian because he's a he's he's a negative bloke, and uh, he'll he, he he steals all my thunder and and he, he can reduce me to rubble in no time at all. Um, and it's also taught me to sort of. See, almost see the way I think in plan view because that's how I'm writing. So you kind of look at an issue, you look, you've got a problem, you're anxious about something, I'm depressed about something. There's something bothering me that's causing the hypervigilance in me, that's making me think, overthink, and come up with all sorts of weird conclusions that are not real. And I can kind of see them in my mind and then go, right, is this real? Is it not real? If it is real, then what do I do with it? You know, and can I do anything about it now, or can I do something about it later? And um, and it wasn't until I started looking into um, uh, CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy, that I realised that that is one of the tools that they they, they teach in that. It's it's about creating almost a diagram, and you can even draw it and say, right, this is a problem. Is it a problem? Yes, no. Is it real? Is it not real? And I'd sort of kind of do that now really quickly in my mind when something comes along. And that's all really come from seeing myself out on the page and going, wow, I do this and I've done this. And it's uh, So those two things I would take from it, they're the things I've really learned, I would say. So one of the things that pops into my head is that essentially this stuff is subconscious, right? Yes. It's it's subconscious, and I, I just did another um, podcast a couple of hours ago with a, a doctor who's a therapist, uh, Joellen Peters, um, and did and she confirmed this. So I read it. I read it from a, a neuropsychologist. I'm re- reading a book by a neuropsychologist at the moment. Okay, um, and he, he says that unconscious. Uh, unconscious thoughts, should we say, or, or, or feelings, are actually pre-verbal. Probably more on the thoughts, right? Okay, Subconscious right. thoughts come from are, 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 are pre-verbal. Yeah, they're pre-verbal. Yeah. So that the, the the Brian, the negative voice in your head is your left brain right right no no i mean correct i mean yeah. is it yeah yeah <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's your left brain and right yeah uh, you know and and uh i think i like i like brian because brian he gets he gets things the wrong way around doesn't he brian and brain yeah <laughs> yes exactly 
subconscious stuff, subconscious thoughts are pre-verbal thoughts. Yeah. Right? Right. They are one in the same. And nobody's ever explained this to me until tonight, right? But that 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 left-hand part, and, and they reside in the left-hand part of our brains. Okay. Which doesn't start until we're forming, until we're two. Until yes, I think I, I think I, I think I've heard sim similar things to that. Yes, I agree with that. So they are coming from your subconscious, from your pre-verbal, and when you're writing down, when when you're writing them down in, in words, right? Those are the first time you've thought that that those words. Yeah, so it's the first time you've seen them. Sorry, it's the first time. Oh, I see what you them. mean. So it's new. What you mean. It's yeah. New. It's it's new. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So that that's why it's therapeutic because it gets something that is in the darkness of our subconscious and brings it into the light. Yeah. And, and into the right hand side of our brain and our right the right hand side of our brain. One of its functions is to kind of uh, sense check. The left-hand side of the brain. Oh right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So therapy. The, the job of the therapist, or the job of the book. In your case, you're writing a book for for uh, for your own therapeutic purposes, right? And then it comes to to something that can help help others, uh, other adoptees, and other people. It's kind of bringing it into the light, and then you can kind of say, like, "Is this true or not?" Um, yeah. And essentially, the, the voice in our head, whether it's called Brian, I haven't got a name for mine, um, <laughs> it, it's a liar. Yes, that's it, right. It is, it is yeah. a liar. It, it, I think it that you've nailed lies. it there. That is exactly what it is. You, you're lied to by your, own, by your own mind because of the way it's wired, really, I suppose. Because of... Predisposed. The, the left-hand brain is the meaning-making machine, right? So it, 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 it's got a, it's got a, and this is what this book by this bloke Chris Niebauer, Niebauer is about, is that the the, the left-hand, he's done all sorts of, looked at loads of experiments like split brain, people's... Oh, uh, I've read about that, yeah. So the left-hand brain will make up stuff that is just patently untrue. Yeah, uh, and and this isn't just an adoptee thing. Clearly, this is no, um, no, it can't be. It's a human thing. It's a human thing. Um, and yeah, so it, I, 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 my exploration of this stuff started like sixteen years ago, and essentially we spent five days. Uh, on a retreat, two people leading the treat, retreat, six of us. This was down in Northampton, and and this was they were these weren't adoptees, but what what we spent we spent five days from nine o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night, essentially looking at the fact that this this voice in our head isn't us. Yeah, yeah. So, but. The depth of this, so it, it, it's like 
it's really, really profound, but it seems like far too good to be true. Do you know, it's, it's our, our left brain wants complexity. Yeah. And this yeah, is ultra simple. This is ultra simple. Um, and the other thing that pops into my head is, I, I um, so nobody ever told me that. So I got to 40 and nobody ever told me that the voice in my head was a liar. And I put a post on that. Um, I put a, a Facebook post once uh, about two, three months ago. I just like, uh, and it was literally, has anybody, has anybody ever told you that the voice in your head is a liar? <laughs> uh, and um, what did you get back from that? Well, one guy said, has anybody ever told you to F off? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can well imagine. How, like, but how can you uh, hurt people, hurt people? How could the bloke say that? How, I know, yeah. Do, do, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's it, just it, it, it's all done without thought isn't it i mean literally they, they just go oh this will be funny let's say this and it 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 ends up it does end up um hurting that uh, they don't care do they well it, it, I, I, I like i i'm i'm just trying to change the world right but you know like he's it, a small thing nothing too big yeah <laughs> but the fact so instead like what happens when you know like when when we hear something new um, and we hear something new, we hear something profound. Like we've got, we've like our, our beliefs are like um, a, a bouncers, bouncers on our yeah. brain, right? They, they won't let new yeah. thoughts come in. So instead of yeah. instead of thinking about that, the guys, the, the guys come back with a, a you know witty, uh, yeah, witty badinage. Witty. Okay, mate, right. <laughs> yeah, witty badinage. Okay, yeah, cool. Do you know what I mean? I just, I, I, I think I uh, did. I did. I delete the comment. I'm pretty sure I un un unfriended him. Don't unfriend him. Like, who needs people? Like, what? The, the whole point is. The whole point is is uh, of moving on, of developing, of healing, is a change. We're all looking for a change, and if if we yeah, put exactly. if we're putting these barriers up, like, you, like we're not going to change, are we? No. That's exactly right. I completely agree with that, and and I and I, that's how I've been. I think I've been like that for years. Um, and um, I am. I even said in the podcast yesterday, um, on the new one, uh, that um, you know I, I'm quite. I'm quite. I'm still quite good at um, not accepting things as they are. You know, if, if someone tells me something that one thing and I don't, I don't agree with it. Then I'll, I'll tell you you're wrong all day long, and then and uh, and and Em asked me where did it where where does that come from? And I said, well, I don't know. I said I got, maybe it's got something to do with the you know I've suffered with a bit of bullying over the years when I was a kid and when I first started work and 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 it was it's almost about gaining control really. It's about saying you know you know I'm not I'm not having this. No, I think this and this is what it is, and so I'll stick with it. And because um, I want to gain control of this i don't want to be the one who's being controlled and that's still there's still part of that in me um so yeah i don't know if that was part of the same point you were making but i've made yeah. it anyway <laughs> well yeah we've the, the i keep on talking about this and um uh, whether i'll get to an answer it uh, answer um to it i don't know yet um th there's this anguish of 
that there's the anguish of separation and, and relinquishment. Yeah. And so for me, that happened when I'm when when I was five weeks old. How you were about the same, I think, were you? Uh, I think the separation for me was was within a few days. It depends who you speak to and what you read, really, in my right. my history. Yeah. So uh, I, I had spoken to my, my birth mother once on the phone in 2003, and, and she said that uh, I was taken from her immediately. Um, and yet the paperwork I've got in my file says it was about five days. So, but I also, also in my paperwork, there is, uh, I've seen, I've seen, uh, I've seen my birth mother's handwriting um, and she's not signed the forms in my documents. Um, there's all sorts of, of um, things that are different and wrong and, and, and fudged just to get the paperwork through. So I, I can't be a hundred percent certain of, of, of all, any of it really. No. Um, so, this, this, um, uh, so we, there's this anguish, uh, yeah, uh, 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 and and we're you know we and it's obviously before any memory, uh, any of our memories, uh, and so there's that pain of separation, that anguish, and then somehow at some point, uh, our meaning making brain tells us that that's because we're not good enough. Yes. And, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very aware of that feeling. And and that left-hand brain, that's the left-hand brain, and it doesn't come online till we're two. Yeah. So, I, do, does X cause Y? Do you know what I mean? Does, yeah. does relinquishment cause... Because, you know, like, if I... When you think of... Um, when we think of... Um, I don't know, action, you know, action and outcome, or result and outcome... We, we don't normally think about a two a two year delay, do we? Between no, we don't. No, that's true. I, I sort of liken it to um, the way I sort of made sense of it in my mind is that is that immediately, and I think a lot of it has been inspired by uh, the um, primal wound. To be honest, because I've read quite a bit of that and other things that are very similar, and they all seem to come back to the fact that that. It's it's the initial shock of being left on your own as a baby, as as a very very young baby, um, that that starts that process of mistrust, which sort of undermines everything, and and everything from then on is built from those dodgy foundations. And so whatever you put on top of that is likely not to be that stable, and and it, it comes out in various different ways. It could be really extreme, or it could be more subtle and gradually increase over time as of, as you get older which is what happened to me um regardless of at which point the, your brain sort of matures it's maturing from from the ground up and that ground is not as stable as it as it should be um and that's how i've that's how i've sort of made sense of it and and how i've kind of based um my experiences on really yeah i don't know if that's 100% well, clinically correct, but it just it feels like it fits with me, so I've gone with that. It, it's yeah, um, but it's it, it's a miss. It, it, it's a false meaning, though. Eh? The, the, the left hand brain has decided. Yeah, I, I, that I'm not as, as take as as said uh, relinquishment 
leads to I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. Yeah. What's wrong with yeah. me? So for me, yeah. it was you know when it when it when it came out from conscious to subconscious, if that's what happened, she didn't love me enough to effing keep me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, but I don't know whether or not that. I still don't even all the work I've done and the writing I've done and everything. I still don't know whether I truly have got hold of that. I still, I still look back at that. I say look back. I don't look back. Obviously, I wasn't sort of around mentally to be able to look back. But when I think about think on it, I still don't fully connect with it. I still couldn't tell you that. I don't feel anger or or um, or hurt by the actions of my birth mother. I, I see it as a part of me, but I don't see it as the reason for all this. And yet I know it must be. Yeah, I still struggle to to get hold of it. I still think that I still I've, I've likened it to also to like having all my issues behind a sheet of glass, and I just can't quite get to them. They're there, and I just I could explain them to you, but I don't always feel fully connected with them, and that's what I'm still working on, really. Still, still moving on towards that. I'm not going to use the word fix because I know you don't like the word fix because we don't need fixing, do we? But um, but there are parts of me that I, I would like to get more access to, and I think that's how I would do it. Yeah. So I, I'm working on getting more access to my stuff as well. I've I'm, I've started therapy again. Well, not again. Have you? Yeah, I did some. I did about I don't know five or six sessions. I've had loads and loads of coaching over the years. Yeah, but I've just restarted some uh, therapy to from an exploration point of view. Right. So right. It's, it's well, that's the same as me. That's exactly what I've done. I, I kind of I know that the, the my reactions to certain things, to certain social environments, and I'm really bad in big social environments. I've got a very small social circle. I I'm really susceptible to low mood and and depression. And if I don't get hold of it, it it goes deeper. And I, I can have I can be fine for weeks and then have a, a couple of weeks bouts of real anxious feelings and, and I'm not able to sort of keep a lid on those or control them properly. And it, I, I'd like to know more about how I work through by somebody else telling, not telling me, but someone else exploring with me um, so that I can, I've got more tools to, to correct that later. Um, I'm, I'm not particularly interested in going back to, um, you know, tracing family and doing all that side of adoption. It, it just doesn't interest me in the slightest. Um, you know, whatever happened in the past happened in the past, and I'm sure there was problems um, that my birth mother went through, and this is the, the, this was what she felt was her only option. I can't imagine. I mean, she had three children in two years, nearly two years. So her life at a 20-year-old must have been really tough, and I sympathise with it a lot. But by the same token, it... It's not me, really. It, it's something that it, it's it's part of me that doesn't still doesn't feel part of me, and yet I am still living with the effects of it. So I'm st I'm still trying to work out exactly what's triggering those those events now, um, and that's, that's why what... I've been doing the that's why I've been doing the the uh, the counselling sessions. That's what the left brain wants, though. What's that? It wants answers. Okay. Yes. 
So it, it, tend, it, tend, but it, it tends to lead us down the, a merry path. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I can definitely um, agree with that. I've been down that merry path. Yeah. Right. I want to go back to the bullying thing, right? Because... Oh, okay. Yes. Did I, did I tell you that I'd been bullied as a kid as well? Tell you about that. Yes. I think we, when we spoke a while ago, we had a good chat, and I think we said, I think you'd said that then. Yeah. So, I thought I, I, I would struggle to, I think you struggle to find anybody that hasn't been. But, um, and it stays with you, doesn't it? It doesn't matter how insignificant it might have been, it stays with you. And I still think about some of the things that happened to me on a weekly basis. And, and some of those things happened when I was 16 or seven, you know, and it, it, it's still there. It's weird. So I, I think it, uh, we're, one of the reasons that we get bullied, we as human beings get bullied, is we're different. Right, so like you've got red hair, you wear glasses. In my case, you've got buck teeth. Like uh, uh, another, I went to a different school to all the other kids on scout camp. Um, I didn't drink tea. You know, like they, they what? yeah. <laughs> Fine. Didn't it, drink tea. Didn't drink tea. I was ten or eleven. I didn't drink tea. I was still an orange squash boy at that age. Yeah, that was okay. um, <laughs> I, I, But you, you get bullied. We we all get bullied for being different. It's, it's being different, like. So it's the yeah. it's kind of like the pack mentality, and they make it about us when it's always about them. But little Simon, ten-year-old Simon, didn't know that, and little yeah. little uh, little Andy, little Wally, did not know that. Did not know no. it was their the problem was with them. That's right, with us because they make it about us, and yeah, and I think that you know that that unstable. Um, that that unstable sense of self is comes it, 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 like maybe maybe it's led on right maybe it's led on so my left hand brain has already thought at some at some at, 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 in some way Simon isn't good enough right yeah I, I, and then the bullies have basically poured poured petrol oh I see yeah on yeah. the already burning fire. Right. Yeah. And and, and it, it's and, and then oh yeah, and then old Simon uh fails his driving test and then Simon has a fail, fails his driving test again and then he passed it. Failed it twice. I failed twice, yeah. Um Did you pass it in the end? I did on the third one. I, I, and then, you know, a couple of weeks later I wrote my mum's car off, you know. So oh Simon's not good. So, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a good driver. So it, it comes like like the, the not good enough thing. It yeah. becomes for me, it becomes like a, 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 a snowball that, that gathers more. Yeah. Well, it's more like a, a – don't normally swear on the show, but it's like a shitball more than a <laughs> – it, it just gathers more. It gathers, it gathers more. Yeah. And it just gets bigger. And that that's our sense of self. Pushed along by the dung beetle of doom. Uh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> and, and that's, yeah, I'm not sure it is. <laughs> well, okay. um, uh, we did. Uh, I did German uh, for A level, and uh, we had to do. I was, I was crap at English literature, and they didn't tell me that if you do German or French for uh, for A level, you've got to do loads of literature. Um, All right. Dung beetle. Uh, there's this. Uh, th th there's a. Uh, 
a book. It's called The Metamorphosis. Or uh, I won't give you the German name, but it, it's about a bloke who is so alienated from society, he becomes a dung beetle. Oh, God. Light. Yeah. <laughs> Light stuff, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, dung beetles, defab animal. Um, and, you know, so it, it becomes, it, it, it's pushed along and it gathers, you know, what the thinker thinks. The prover proves it. This is this is the belief, right? This is this is the um, the 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 genesis of the belief that we're not good enough, and and it's yes. just it's just gathering. It's a rolling stone, and it, it, it gathering more moss or whatever it is. It, it, it tends I, it, that that feeling tends to come out with me in uh, in in sort of romantic in relationships romantic relationships rather than friendly relationships um and i and i i start to convince myself that um that i'm not good enough and uh you know at some point i will be discovered for being the idiot that i am and then um, and then be left and i'm not sure that consciously i get to the point where i think i'm going to be left but i definitely do consciously think no i'm, I'm not good enough for this person and um, and the truth obviously is usually that that's not the case. You know that that who you are is perfectly good enough. Otherwise, they wouldn't be uh, they yeah. wouldn't be waste, uh, not wasting their time. They wouldn't be with you using their time with you. Yeah. So, um, well, that, so that was uh, yeah. that was the beautiful thing. One of the beautiful things I got from your podcast this morning. M saying that, you know, yeah. And, and you know, like so, you you heard me doing this sh uh, shtick about the diamond in the in in, in yeah in, yeah the diamond in in the hand of trauma, right? Well, that that's that's um, M seeing your your diamondness. Well, uh, thanks for that. I'm not sure I believe you, but thanks for that. I don't sure about the diamond thing. <laughs> but she obviously does see something, and she's and she's she has been amazing. She is amazing. She says something and, like, and she's still here, and she's seen through it all. And yeah, she's yeah, been, she's seen through the incredible, your, really. She's seen through the the. We're gonna we said shit once, so we might as well say it again. Oh, yeah. I mean, are you allowed to say shit? So, oh, we'll use one now. Oh no, we'll use another one. She's seen through the shit, and she's seen something underneath. I, I'm just saying it's a. I'm just saying it's a diamond because that, that's my logo, and I'm quite proud of it. Go with it. Yeah, well, yes, and um, though, thank goodness that she has, because uh, you know I've had relationships before where I've um, I've done, you know, I've had very similar experiences and closed off and you know and and backed away for these very reasons we've just spoke about, and then I've either had to leave or they've left me, and this is the first time you know fifty years fifty years old now I'm fifty. Did you know that? Look at me, amazing, I, I, unbelievable, mate. <laughs> and uh, and you know, it got to fifty, and then someone's come along and said, "No, this isn't good enough. You are better than this, and and I'll prove it. And read this, and look at this, and have you thought about this?" And without that, I wouldn't be here now. I mean, I don't mean I'll top myself. I mean, I wouldn't have done the things that I've done now and be talking to you. Yeah. So it's been incredible. So I wanted to ask you something. You mentioned it already once uh, in. Uh, like 10 minutes or so ago and you also mentioned right. on it um uh, you mentioned it on the the podcast uh your right. podcast this one that is this one um and and this is something that I, I, i've been there done done that uh so 
the question you asked was, uh, so, you know, what, what can I do about my feelings? Yeah. What can I do about my feelings? And I've got, a, I've got another question back to that, which okay. is why do you need to, why do you feel that you need to do anything about your feelings? Yeah, you always manage to ask those sort of questions. <laughs> um, right. Uh, is, uh... Only because I, I, I used to do that as well. And I think I still do, really. Because I think, I think I, at times um, my, my negative feelings rule me and often define me. And now I'm starting to learn that I'm not defined by them and they don't have to rule me. And I've got, I've got, uh, the, the, the Andy that I want is in there and is often covered over by those feelings. So, you know, what I'm asking the question almost rhetorically, what is it I need to do to, to uncover the right ones and, 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 um, and keep the, the wrong ones down. But there's Actually, a... that's, that was my point, I guess. So where I was, and, and I think I still am, but not quite as, uh, maybe not quite as bad as I used to be. So I used to worry about worrying. Really? Yeah. See, I got a thing. Before I, before we go any further, I just want to say this. I just come into my mind. Um, a couple of days ago, I was I'd working. I was working half day because I was um, M was coming over, so I'd got half day off, and and I went into work, um, and I was buoyant, unusually buoyant. I was like really happy, and and I was and I was, it was lots of things were going on. We've got we've we've doing a lot of work with the. With the, with the podcast this week we've we've developed a new website we've got lots of great stuff going on M was coming over anyway it was all good stuff and for the first time in a long time I was genuinely felt free and happy and and it was it was a it was an unusual feeling and I was going with it for a while and then all of a sudden the negative side crept in and as if and started saying don't get too happy this, this today might not turn out as well as you hoped this stuff, this stuff could still go wrong. You know, don't let go too much because you need to hold some of this back. Because if you let go, then you, you you've got nothing to come back to. And for for about ten minutes, I sort of had this battle, thinking, "No, I'm not listening to this now. I can't listen to this. This it's all going to be fine." And then I started feeling almost embarrassed for feeling happy. It was such a strange experience. But then we talked about it afterwards. I mentioned said that I felt like this and. And it was, we came to the conclusion it's kind of, you know, I'm starting to feel those those chemicals in my brain that I've been pushing back for so long and now starting to get through. And and this is a normal response to things, nice things that happen in your day-to-day -day life. And and you should, you know, and go towards them and not not try and hold things back. And so that was a real eye-opener for me. And and it it, it was like a, the, the next level. All of a sudden, like, wow you know some of this stuff is it, is real it happens so i would just thought to say that yeah it happens. always it always fights back yeah but, but basically there's listen to this book right um 
so that I've been plugging it uh, uh, thereabouts, and he's got he's on loads of podcasts. So you know, listen to, listen to the guy and see if you like what he's saying. It's called Chris Niebauer. So put Chris Niebauer into this is to to the listeners, right? Put Chris Niebauer into 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 your podcast platform and listen. Are you going to put it onto the show notes? Yeah, yeah, I'll I won't, I won't make a note then. Yeah. Um, Listen to a few. Listen to him on uh, on a on a podcast. If you don't need to go and buy the book, if if you don't like what he's saying. But basically, that that's just our left and our right brains fighting each other. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And I and talked about that earlier on. Started this. Started this, and then it wasn't until just now when I said when I remembered that that um I. That now that makes a bit more sense what you've said because now I've I've actually got experience of those those that little battle, and that was only a couple of days ago, so I can and I don't know if that was if that's what you're getting at, but whether that was too conscious. It, it, it is, yeah. Take, but but we, we want we want peace. Yeah, we don't want a battle. No. So, no, no thanks. No, so it, it, it's. It, 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 it's peace of peace with all our parts, right? Yeah. So it, it's trying to. There's a part of us trying to keep us safe, and there's a part of us trying to change the world. Yeah, right. And they're not. They're yeah. not going to get on with each other. They're like, um, I don't know, your neck of the woods. The, the forest fans hate hate, uh, hate city fans, and da, uh, Derby county county fans hate you'll. No, I'm not in the right part of the world. I've forgotten where you are. Where'd you well, I'm in the Midlands. I'll give you that. So, Grantham, like, Grantham Town. Ars- Ars- Arsenal, Arsenal, and um, uh, Arsenal and, and Spurs fans are, are, are never going to get on. Yeah, Le- Leeds and Man U, Liverpool and Everton, S- Celtic and Rangers—they're never going to get on. Uh, try and think of an American one, right? Um, I don't know. La La Galaxy. Right, uh, I don't. Know. I'm out of my depth now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, have you? Have you? Are you into football? No. Okay. You um, are, aren't you? So, not really. Uh, but we'll never get on. But but they're never going to get on. No. So like we we're trying. You know, imagine. I'm just thinking that the 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 the, the, the um a, a little stories of metaphors just popped into my head about you know like. So, two, two footballers collide on the on the pitch, right? And the and the and the ref tells them to shake hands, and yeah. kind of like shake hands, but they've got the fingers crossed behind the back. Right? <laughs> yeah. They're never going to yeah. be friends. No, right? They, they're going to take. They, they, he's going to chop him at the, at the next. I'm thinking Norman Hunter, which is a, a Leeds uh, a Leeds footballer whose name uh, uh, who's known for for his uh, aggressive tackles in the seventies, right? It, it, it's gonna. It's, they're gonna. Ha- they're, they're not. They don't. They're not gonna like each other. And, yeah. And and our. We're we're not at peace with them being at war. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. It. It's that. But we. But we've become. Um. This. So this is from a. A mentor of mine, a guy called Michael Neal. We've become emotophobic as a society, right? As a Western okay. society, emotophobic. 
we've got a phobia about feeling bad. We've, oh. We've, we're, fighting, right. like, we're, we're, we're fighting bad feelings all the time. Yeah, well, uh, I think a lot of that's got to do with a lot to do with the emphasis on happiness and and mindfulness yes. these days. Yes, it's it's made us extremely um, vigilant about yes and trying to find the happiness in everything. And when we're not happy yes. about something, it's super yeah. negative. So yeah. that's me worrying about worrying. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, and, and, you're making and, and a lot of sense. Sorry. You're making a lot of sense. Oh, I, I do my best. And, and that's anxiety, <laughs> right? Worrying about worrying, isn't it? Yeah. That's what we do. Worry about worrying. Well, that's what our left brain says. Yeah. But that's not us. We're not our brain. Yeah, that's getting deep now. I don't know where we are. What are we then? How does that work? Where does where does the consciousness sit? That's what I'd like to know. Um, where does the consciousness sit? Well, it it doesn't sit in our brain. No. The the the, the mind is uh, yeah the the, the it, it's it's the other way around. Consciousness has the brain. The brain doesn't have consciousness. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, uh, it's called so. The debate is the uh, materialism versus idealism. And I'm going to put. Uh, I'm going to put a. a I can't. I, I can't uh, express this very eloquently. So I'm going to put a link in the podcast if if people are interested in this. Um, uh, how, like, have you heard of? Another, um, reading this Chris Niebauer book. Yeah. He referred to a book by a neuroscientist who had a stroke. And the stroke wiped out her left brain. Okay. And she was... Uh, unable to speak, unable to walk, and yet in a permanent state of bliss. Oh, because she's because she's not got the left brain. Correct. Influencing her. Correct. Oh, wow. So your motor functions are gone, but you were you didn't care. Yeah. Um, the the, um, the the closest thing I can get to, uh, like, I don't know if you have you read anything about people having near death experiences or anything like that. Yes, I have. You read them. Um, so there's a great one called Die, "Dying to Be Me." Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani. So she had end stage cancer gonna die and she had a spontaneous uh, a spontaneous uh, recovery okay and she, so she 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 came back basically having the same sort of thing as this woman that had the left brain uh, the oh. 
So if you think about like, well, we're not our body, right? So, you know, when people have, um, uh, people talk about uh, like the death yeah. experiences, you know, when they, 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 they leave the body and they look down on that's the body. True. Projection. Yeah. That, that, that sort of stuff. So yeah. I, if we're, we're not, uh, we're not our body. Well, they, the materialists have been looking for consciousness in our brain for as long as anybody can remember, and they haven't found it yet. Yeah. Found the consciousness. Oh. Well, now I'm even more confused. They've looked in the brain. It's not... It, it, if, if consciousness was in the brain, they would have found it by now, and they haven't found it. Oh, wow. Again, you've gone very deep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to go now. <laughs> um, what, what have you, what, what's been healing for you about writing the book? What's been healing? Um, for you about writing the book? <clears throat> well, I think, uh, as I said, uh, touched on a little bit earlier on, it was a lot of it was about, I got a, quite a lot of comfort from seeing a lot of the issues that I felt I lived with going much further back into my life than I thought, because I, I, I was kind of concerned. What well, one of the things that concerned me was that it was a new thing, and and um, and I couldn't really say where where that new thing was coming from. But when I started to write and started to reflect back on my life and and started to write about my childhood a bit, just to just really just to sort of explore it, I, I started to realise that there was more. It was more of it in the background than I, in 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 my past than I thought there was, and it was always there. So I was like, well, you know, that's that's I shouldn't see that as a negative thing. That's actually a good thing that it, there is some consistency. Um, it, it's also taught me on a completely different level to um, slow down and and not rush to publish book <laughs> do things because i'm really good at going i've got to get this done now i want to i've said i'll do it now i'm going to do it now and uh, and i must have put five or maybe six um revisions up to amazon after i published the book because <laughs> i read through it and like i can't that's not right that's not what i meant oh i should change that and and uh, so um and we've been working on the on the on the website today and uh, and i've just wanted to get it up there today and and uh em's been like no wait just let's just check this and let's just check that so writing the book has sort of gradually started to teach me that i should be i should slow down a little bit Ill, uh, with my thoughts <laughs> not being in a rush to do things because i remember i remember i wrote the book and and i'd written it so quickly i started it in may and and it was by by the end of september it was published and a couple of people had said i said to them um, I'm going to get it published by the end of September. And they were like, well, that's way too soon. Don't rush it. You've only got three weeks. You've got to edit the book in three weeks. It's like, you don't realize, you don't understand. <laughs> Once I get into something, it's happening and I'm doing it. And I don't care what you say. <laughs> it's going to happen. And um, and it, it didn't fail by any means, but I did sort of read through it and go, oh, I don't like that. I think I should change that. I was like, we well, should have been doing this before I pressed the publish button, not afterwards. So it's it's teaching me things like that, I think, as well as showing me yeah. where I'd had issues in the past. I guess 
it, 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 Sam, you, your, your, it's your book, your speed. What, what's anybody else? What, what's anybody else's opinion got to do with it? Like, well, this is exactly this. This was my point. Is to me that was how it was. I do what I want when I want to do it. But going back to that thing where if you paint me in a corner, I kick you in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, sometimes I just need to hold off a bit and slow down, and um, and it pays off. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's your wisdom, right? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, yes. It is. For sure. Yeah, it's down to you. It's your book. It's down to you. When do you want to do it? And, like, it, it's great, isn't it, that we can do all these revisions? Yeah. That's the thing. I didn't want anybody to... Uh, I didn't want to... to I wanted to see the whole process through. I wanted to learn the whole process from start to finish. So everything in the book was done by me. The only thing I couldn't do was physically drive down to Amazon and watch them publish it. <laughs> but everything else I did because I wanted to know. I wanted to be able to do it on my own and at least be able to do it from home or do it under my own power and, and have complete control over it. Well, and, uh, and I've enjoyed that process immensely. So if... Like you, you've heard, the, have you ever been to uh, a hypnotherapist? You know, like like a theatre. No, I've never won. I've, I've thought about it, but then never dared to do it. I don't know. I don't know. It makes me nervous. Have you done it? Uh, I've I've been. I think I've have I been in maybe in the in the uh, what's it? Yeah, I've been in you know in in the crowd or whatever. Um, but you know they they can make any they can link anything to anything. You know, or, or like people. Like or clairvoyant, you know. I'm getting the name Jay. Is is any is there anybody here with the name Jay? I'm getting John. John. Yeah. You know, like it's it's like it's yeah. so vague. It can be anything, right? Yeah. So vague. It can be anything. Uh, and um, and 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 bright people can link anything with anything. And one of my as as you were talking about, you know, use the word control there. Uh, and I thought. Yeah, so if if somebody's like a primal wound uh, devotee, right? They say, ah, yeah, classic control issue. <laughs> yeah. Classic yeah. control issue, Andy. You know, yeah. like, yeah. It, it, but I really, do you know what I mean? Like, this is like, have you ever watched uh, have you ever watched a a a, a, a a trial on television? Right, you see, you see the case for the prosecution and you see the case for the defense yeah and they both make perfect sense yes they do because right? they're really yeah. bright people so they can they can link anything with anything and yeah and that, that's what I, I that's what i think um we do that's what our left our, our left brain does it, it can link anything with anything uh i'm you know i'm waiting uh, so what happens in, especially in these uh, adoptee groups is we'll say you know I, I felt like this. It's because I'm adopted, and everybody comes in and says, "Yeah, yeah," and validates us. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. I felt that way too. I felt the way too. Well, like it, 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 it take it brings us down, and 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 sometimes it, sometimes it's just a human issue, not necessarily adoption. Um, yeah, yeah. I've had conversations with people, um, with my parents, and all sorts of people. Uh, over the last probably six months talking about my um my beliefs and the adoption 
trauma related things or, or or depression and things like that and um and all sorts of people have said to me oh well that happens to me and i and i feel like that and and you know i i, I get anxious about things like that and they weren't adopted and um and i'm not suggesting that all these things are related directly to adoption but um there's an awful lot of them there's an awful lot of us out there who are adopted who who i've spoken to and they've all said it's like talking to me you know it's not just a few aspects it's almost a carbon copy in thought yeah. and um and that's just it gives me a lot more again gives me more of a boost to sort of explore more and find out more yeah. and, and try and offer more solidarity to others really yeah um, yeah I, I was so when i did that started with that deep dive into um, identity stuff and voice in the head stuff and so that sort of thing 16 years ago n none of the other people there were adoptees and and they they all thought that they were shit too <laughs> you know, like it, it's uh, you know we haven't we can't and I, I was trying to think well what does that matter right I, I wrote um so did you did you see have you heard the podcast I did with um uh with Dorney the uh, Dorney with the fro with the fro have you heard no that? I haven't yet but I've okay. seen I've seen it and um and uh Yes, we, we we'd sort of exchanged blogs really, very recently, and I right. noticed that you've I noticed that you've um, you had it on because I saw I saw the uh, I saw your little wig. Yeah, well, I listened um, to that. Alex. That sounded good. She was introduced me introduced to me by a a, a therapist, an adoptee therapist called Joe, um, and um, I was I thank Joe for the introduction, and I was I was trying to think this morning what. What does it matter, right? What What does it matter? What does it give me? What does it give What does it give me? What does it give us? N knowing that uh, it's an it's a human issue rather than an adoption issue, because you could yeah. say, well, what, what what what's the point, Simon? Who cares if oh if it's human? I'm even more I'm even more doomed, right? I'm even more doomed. Yeah, right? yeah. So <laughs> and and um. What what I got from it is, uh, I, I think as adoptees, we're really great at describing trauma. We're really great at describing that trauma. We're not really great at describing healing. And nor are we really great at describing what I mean by identity. You know, so I use this word consciousness and it, it's like, or, or awareness or spirit. And it's just like, well, what the hell's that, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I if if we if we if we take for a for a just as a theory, just as a theory, just as an experiment. That's a better word. Just as an experiment, that it, it it's an identity issue. It's it's a brain issue. It's a consciousness issue, and it's not an adoptee issue. What that means is it opens up the world to listen to people who are shit hot at describing yeah. identity and shit hot at describing consciousness. So, yeah. you know, the Eckhart Tolle's, the um, Don Miguel Ruiz, the Mickey Singers, 
the you know even Brene Brown you know like it, it, or, or or my favorites Rupert Spira and Bernardo Castrup and people like that uh it opens it opens it up it, it it opens it up to people that can put this sort of stuff into words way better than me I mean so my favorite guy the guy I now check all the time this guy Rupert Spira He's been looking at this. He's, he's, I think he's in. I think he's probably 65, 67, something. Like he's been looking at this stuff since he was a teenager, right? Yeah. I've been looking at it sixteen years. He's been looking at it fifty, and he's yeah. been writing about it for fifteen years. But it, 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 12, 15 years. So it, he studied it like for 35 years before he started writing about identity and consciousness and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and it just like, and I, and I come back to that. And so he, they can describe healing. They can describe identity. And that's what we want. We want people that are better at doing it than, yeah. than, than me. You know, I, I say some stuff and, you know, you say, oh, it's blowing my mind. And it is blowing, it blew my mind. I've been looking at 16 years and I continue to look at it like a couple of hours a day. And I don't know. Yeah, I see, see what you mean. Yeah. I, I think we're, I'm coming into this, you know, I'm very new to all this from my own perspective. It's only been this year that I've really started to properly explore it. And, um, and I've learned a hell of a lot. And uh, I think that is... I was only saying this the other day. I think that is the next part of the journey. At the end of the book, I I don't I, I write the end, but I also add a bit after that because I don't feel like it is the end. But I, and I've and I've been trying to sort of come up with in my mind, you know, what where does the journey go next? And um, and a couple of days ago, I was I was only saying that 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 it's the healing part that's next, and. Um, and you're right. There's not enough people out there describing the healing, and there's plenty of people out there describing the trauma. And uh, we, so we need to flip it a bit now and start start describing the other. And and that will help me immensely. I think. Yeah. What does healing mean to you? Um, healing for me is is going to be a very obvious thing. I think it's. It's going to mean having feeling like I've got more control over how I think, um, and and for me that is pretty much the only thing I'd like is is to is to be able to is to be able to not be affected so heavily on the negative part of my thinking, um, and so I feel like I need to explore that a little bit more. And I'm I'm getting there. Um, I'm definitely better than what I was, and I'm finding I'm finding practical solutions and um, and like I said before, ways of being able to sort of gauge my thought process. So I think that for me, okay. it's going to be a very very mechanical thing. Can I try and another? a development from that idea so you said more yes. control, more control over how i think right yeah um, okay uh what about 
would this do it for you as well? Being less bothered about what I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, definitely would. Yes. So not, not, not necessarily controlling the thoughts, but having less care about what they are. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would work for me. Here's the thing. We can't control our thoughts. No, we can't. You're right. We can't control the thoughts. But I can. I, I, I have got control over how I react to those thoughts, haven't I? Uh, well, I, I, if I if I talk about myself, I say sometimes I have and sometimes I have. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I have, sometimes I have. Just that's just me. Depends where you come from and at the time, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Um, I, I think as, as human, there's a lot of people saying that we can control our, our thoughts. Let's put it that way. Is I, it? I, 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 but I, I don't, I don't believe. It. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of discussion about free will at the moment, isn't there? And, um, whether is, or not yeah. that is a thing and that's all tied in, isn't it? Um, well, um, we can go really deep on that one. Um, yeah, free, free will, free. Well, you know, like we're getting into the. That's why when the left brain goes, um, there's 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 no negative voice in the head, so it's yeah, free. Uh, I I think that it's a lot. If I look at my own experience i'm I'm more interested in who i am than what i think or what i feel okay well i feel like i'm getting more of a handle on who i am um and that person comes with comes with those with, with again it might it might end up coming that back down to the fact that you know i have i do feel at the moment that i like I like more control over what's happening generally. And and for a while this year, I felt completely out of control. And so maybe now I've got more positive vibes in me. And, and, and part of that is, is, is wanting to gain more control over that generally. Yeah. Um, and then whether or not that comes in the, in the form of maybe not caring so much about what the thoughts are. So you gain control over it that way. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it can't it can't hurt you if if it doesn't affect you, can it? That's the that's the the that's crux of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still think I'm on the steep part of the learning curve. So. Yeah, I don't think we ever we ever check we we ever come off it, do we? It's just varying different different degrees of of learning, isn't it? It's got to be. It's life, isn't it? So it is. And there are some people, I'm, I, I believe that there are some people who maybe have the same sort of issues as, as most people do, but don't want to look deeper into them and accept them for what they are and carry on. They don't, they don't think particularly differently. They just, they just don't care so much about the reasons behind it and they just move through life and, and it doesn't affect them. But then there's those deeper thinkers out there and, like myself and probably you who who do want 
the answers and don't just want to accept things for what they are. No. That's my theory. Cool. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, nothing, nothing, um, but plugs. <laughs> okay, well, they're all going to be in the show notes. So, um, oh, quick question for you: uh, yeah. Have you started on the audio book? Yes, I'm about eight chapters into the audio book, um, and I again was putting myself in, under pressure to get that done by the end of this month, and that's not going to happen. Um, we're so I'm taking my foot off the gas a bit with that, and but I do intend to get that out in the next few months. Um, because I'm doing that myself as well, um, reading it and editing it and publishing that myself, right. and it's going well. It sounds nice, I'm happy with it. I've written some music for it, I've done all sorts of things, so um, it's gonna be good, but uh, yes. Other things have taken taken over at the moment. Um, Good. Would, I'm looking forward to. I would, uh, I would suggest that. No, go on, carry on. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to to listening to it. That's all. Well, it's coming. Uh, it's it's just uh, taken a slight backseat at the moment. Yeah. Mainly because I got so excited about doing the podcast, and then. And then we, I decided I wanted to do a proper website rather than just a blog because I couldn't get all the things into the web blog site that I wanted. So I was like, well, let's just plump for a website. And then I've got all excited about that. And now it's all happening all at once. So um, I've got to stop making a list of things and just slow down and take things one day at a time. <laughs> but yeah, I say, I'll say what I will say is that, you know, there may, there may well be people out there that are listening to this and, and, um, and might be new to their feelings and or, or new to the adoption thing and and whatever and I would, I would just say that you know for me i started on my coming out of the fog if you like um very late on this uh, late on um it was may april may time when i started and the difference in me is dramatic and 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 i would say that it purely from the aspect of writing and just getting involved in in other sort of adoption community stuff getting some solidarity from others um and i'm not saying that everyone's got to sit there and write a formal book but just what we were saying about right at the start just physically writing getting a pen and writing down your thoughts it could be nonsense but if you do that sort of on a daily or weekly basis or even it could be a sentence it could be a scribble it could be anything i think that works wonders it's so therapeutic and it's really helped me so uh you know don't 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 sit and stew on it just uh you know take one step at a time and and write stuff down no matter what it is it really helps it's helped me massive thanks andy thanks listeners we'll speak to you again very soon take care yeah